Okay. You know, the one thing that I've discovered about myself in quarantine is that you don't need to shower nearly as much as you do. And it's so disgusting that I said it out loud. So I'm kind of whispering it, but it's true. When we were living in the real world, we showered so much. I go days now. Let's call Brandy before I uh, really realize how pathetic I am. Hello. Yo. Nice Siete sweatshirt. Yeah, you like Siete? I love Siete. They're not paying us, but uh, they make some good Mexican food products. <laughs> They're all grain-free. That's their shtick. Yeah. I'll tell you it's what, good. I've got an enchilada sauce that I will fuck around mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the tortillas because they're like almond flour mm-hmm. or just not like bad flour. And they got some like cashew queso that like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't hate it. I know. But also, Siete, fucking do advertising with us. What are we doing here? They really should, honestly. I was just telling the YFTers before I called you up. Here's one of the sad truths that I've learned during this year-long sojourn from reality. Okay. You don't, as a human, need to shower half as much as you do. <laughs> as as we did before. Then do the you, I feel like you do actually need to. I don't know, though. Like, I, I used to... Sh- so I would shower... I wouldn't shampoo every day because my hair is just not that type of hair. I don't have greasy hair. But I would shower every day because I'd have to go to work. And if I had to go to work, then I had to blow dry my hair and it can't look all like fucking, you know, you know, when you're bedhead. I couldn't have bedhead when I went into work. You blow dry? We got to have volcano heat on this bouffon if you want to have it just stay where it needs to be. But I'd have to shower every single day so I'd have, like, normal hair. And now that I don't have to, like, be anywhere where people have to, like, see if I have, like, bedhead or not, I don't shower as much, and that's gross. I agree. But also, Sarah's worn the same dress three days in a row. She's coming down with me. She's going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, do you shower every day? I do, but I also am around the horses every day, and I'm outside, and I smell like outside and horses, and riding every day, I have to wear a helmet, and the helmet is sweaty and gross, and I just have to shower and wash my hair every day, you know? I mean, I go on a run every day, every single day. <gasps> and don't shower after? A lot of times, I'll be sweaty, and I'll do a rinse off. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, that is a shower, though. What I'm saying is, I guess I don't use soap every day. I mean, a rinse off is better than nothing, but I just can't get in the bed if I'm dirty. It just grosses me out. Because we've all gone overboard on washing of the hands, we've now uh-huh. pulled back on washing of the body. That's what's happened to me. Wash my hands seven million times a day, and they're cracked, and I need cocoa butter all over them because I wash them too much, and then my body got the funk. That sucks for you. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm actually thriving in this. Oh, here's the other thing, Brandy. I have switched over to, this is so LA like cornflakey of me, but like I've switched over to an all natural deodorant. Oh, brother. Because they say that the aluminum in the clogs your pores and it's bad for you. It gives you cancer. Who are they? I don't know, but I'm all natural, baby. Need to pipe. I also use natural deodorant, but it's mostly because I like the way it smells better. I like the way that mine smells too, so. All right, Brandy, before we start, uh, I want to talk about one of our newest podcast sponsors and one I'm super proud to be aligned with, BetterHelp. We've talked about them a bunch, but if you guys haven't heard, BetterHelp is, I think, one of the best ways to be able to talk to someone about your problems. Guess what? Well, got them because past 12 months sucked. Basically, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, which is super convenient, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling, and it's done securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without having to leave your house. Yep, the service is available for clients worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. We're talking depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, having a podcast host that won't give you a Christmas gift. There's a lot of different options you can choose from, and BetterHelp is here to help. We want you guys to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month 
by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash favorite thing. Join over 1 million people, including Wells, apparently, who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash favorite thing. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing. Are you picking your nose or are you readjusting your nose ring? I'm playing with my nose ring and lately I've been having a lot of thoughts about the nose ring. Huh, okay. Like, is 33 too old to have a nose ring? Mm, I don't think so. You don't? I don't. It's funny how things like nose rings, like you really start thinking about them when you get older. How come you don't switch up the type of nose ring that you got? You've always just got the little hoop. Here's what I'll tell you about a stud. A stud is not your friend. Anytime you put a towel of any kind on your uh, face, it gets it snags in the stud and it hurts so bad. Yeah. And if you if you like cause trauma to the nose hole, I guess, um, you can get like keloids and infections and stuff. So you don't want to do that. So that's why I keep the hoop because I don't want to snag anything. Keloids? Do you know what a keloid is? Sounds like some sort of alien form of currency. Um, no, but it is very gross. So <laughs> most people probably get them on their ears when they get your ears pierced, especially when you do your cartilage and it doesn't heal right. You get these little bumps called a keloid. Mm. And it's like car, it's like infected cartilage or something oh. disgusting. I don't want to out her, but my sister's had a few in her ears. Oh, gross. Yeah. I've just been, you know, just been thinking a lot about the nose ring. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I feel weird without it. I take it out one, every now and then. I'll take it out and I'll be like, no, 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 no. I just, I, I don't feel like myself. Yeah. Because I've had it since I was sixteen. I mean, you got to do you, sister. Yeah, I just like, don't want to be that like old person. Like, I don't want all Noah's friends to be like, dude, why does your sister still wear a nose ring? Like, does she think she's young? I don't know. I'm just disgusting. It's now the new year, and nothing really feels different. I thought there'd be like this whole new. Does it? ever vibe you know no there never is new year's is always a kind of a big letdown no but i i mean saying like i thought that like everyone would have a vaccine by now and like we'd be like get fucking rip and ready to go and uh not happening no 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 that's way too wishful thinking i guess um we got a lot to get through today brandi i got a lot of shows i got a lot of movies oh. i got a lot of things oh. to be angry about oh we gotta talk bachelor gotta gotta talk bachelor Gotta. Do you want to start it up? Yeah, we should probably start the show. <clears throat> Get it going, girl. Bros and hoes, you're listening to the first episode of 2021's YFT podcast with Wells and Brandy. My mom loves my bell, by the way. Good. She was like, um, she goes, where did you get that? And I was like, Wells got it for me for Christmas. And she was like, is that vintage? That looks like an antique. And I was like, no, it's from Amazon. Yeah. Wow. Well, First of all, but she thought she thought it was vintage. Well, my mom loves the gift that you got me for Christmas. I'm just saying. <gasps> oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, That's so nice of I'm her. Still, I'm still waiting yeah. to. She's still holding on to. I can't. She won't let me see what it is, but like eventually, I'm going to see it. You know. Mm, yeah, probably. I'm excited for that moment in time. Can't um, wait. So, Matt James, the Batch. Matt James. How tall is Matt James exactly? So I'm on this season, and uh, so I am around him. He is quite. Tall. He's got to be like six five, six four. I think. think? I think he's taller than Ben, and Ben's like six four. Yeah, that's but, insane. I didn't realize he was so tall until Chris said it. 
what's funny about it is like when he hugs these girls who are all like five foot two, they're like, <laughs> it's like uh-huh. a giant being like, ooh. It's pretty insane. I just didn't realize that. But what are your thoughts? Are you loving Matt James the Batch or no? Here's the thing. Like I now have gotten to know him a little bit or I do think he's a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. I think that ABC got a different lead than they thought they were getting. Mm-hmm. You know, they thought they were getting Tyler Cameron's roommate, playboy extraordinaire with Tyler hooking up with maybe celebrities and running around New York. And what they got was a super religious dude who really hasn't been in love, apparently. Mm -hmm. And he seems very nervous. I've talked to Chris about this, too. It's like one of the reasons why they always choose in the last three or four guys from the previous season is because they're like coached up on how to do reality TV. They know what they're doing. You know, they're no longer Mm -hmm. nervous about cameras being in your face and, you know, coming up with stupid toasts on the fly. You know, once you do it enough, you're just like, yeah, this is whatever. But I also think that's kind of what it's endearing about him is that he looks as fucking lost as all these women do. If not more. Yeah. (laughs) Than some of them. So that's my only thing is like he just seems very nervous to where I feel like he's just like he even said it out loud. I think is that he's like so nervous that he's overthinking everything and like trying too hard to like be in the moment and really open up. You know what I mean? To where it's like if you really like try too hard to be open somehow you're not somehow like you're like faking it (laughs) i don't know yeah i think it's gonna take a little bit but i'm gonna stick with the thing that i've always said about the show it's not about the lead it's about all the people that are trying to date the lead and i I will say this they got a lot of great supporting cast members yeah i feel like more than any season i've seen recently especially just a lot of big personalities usually there's like two or three there's a lot i feel in this group Say so right off the bat, who's your favorite chick? And you don't even have to know her name. It's just like whatever her shtick was. There was something about the Georgia girl I really liked. I think her name's Rachel. Yeah. Do you remember her? Oh yeah. She had like really pretty eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about her that I really like. I also really liked Bree. I think she was wearing the green dress. Do you remember her? Is she the one with uh, with the uh, goat hooves? I don't think so. Okay. I think this girl had on like a really stunning like emerald green satin dress. Yeah. I really like her and I really like, I, I might not be saying her name right. Is it Maggie, the girl that's from Ethiopia? Yes. Is that how you pronounce her name though? Well, I think it's longer and probably normal white people, people stupid white people like Maggie. us can't say it right. But yeah. so she shortens okay. it to Maggie. She is so stunning. I, I, I just can't, I can't not, I can't look away. Like when she's on the screen, I'm just like, how are you so beautiful? And she just seems so sweet. I'm obsessed with her. And then the other girl I really liked, her name is like Ileana, I think. Don't you look don't know at who me. These girls are, I don't. So. I, that's why I said I said you don't need to know names. I just need to know what their shtick was. All the shticks were really bad. They were great. They were so like. Bad. Did you not think so many of them fell so flat? Yeah, and and some of them literally fell. Two of them. A lot. Two of them. <laughs> Seriously. And poor Matt was like running to save the one girl, and she was like, "I'm good. I'm good." Yeah, Queen Victoria. <laughs> Oh my God, she's one of my least favorites. Can I just say, how, what the fuck are you thinking? If you're saying, I'm Queen Victoria, and you're dating a guy named Matt James, you're like, you're King Matt. Well, guess what, Queen Victoria? There's never been a King Matt, but you know what there has been? A King James. What the fuck is wrong with you? How did you know? How was that your first thing? Like, I'm Queen Victoria. You're King James. It's a Milwaukee pepper size. Like, what the fuck? I, she was, was too drunk to make a coherent statement. Did you not think she was so drunk? I don't know. I just love the fact that, like, she didn't put that together. There was a lot she didn't put together. And then Vibrator Girl? Come on. You got to love Vibrator I, Girl. I'm, I'm kind of down with her. Yeah, I'm kind of down. And I was surprised because Matt seems like a like super goody two-shoes. I was surprised that he thought that was that funny and, like, rolled with that so well. I know, but when Matt came in was like, everyone bow your heads and we're going to yeah. pray to Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that the Dilda girl was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done the dildo bit. <laughs> no, she definitely should have, though. It was money. And even like right after he finished praying was the first thing he said was, oh, uh, 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 I, I saw the dildo and got awkward. Yeah. The dildo girl looks like Vanessa Bayer from SNL. I don't know if you remember. I could see that. Uh-huh. I'm just sitting there being like, and that's such like a Vanessa Bayer bit. I feel like it was just, I love Dildo Girl. I just. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the fact f- that we're calling her that, though, is absolutely Guess terrible. what? If you've watched the show, I mean, Evan was the dick doc. 
You're now dildo yeah. girl. Okay, the fact that she walks up there with a dildo, great. Why'd they black box it? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Actually, I don't, I, honestly, I don't, know. I don't know if you can show dildos on TV. And I don't know if I want to see a dildo what? on TV. I don't know. Anyways, she walks up there and she hands him. I would have been like, I am not touching that lady. I just just <laughs> met you. I am not touching your dildo. And then she was like, don't worry, it's clean. It's like, I don't know that. It's COVID times, you know? <laughs> oh, it's fair. And then she taps the girl on the shoulder with the dildo. I know. I mean, why didn't she at least bring a purse to put the dildo in? Like, why did she have to carry it around all night long in her hand? Yeah. I mean, and also, are there not dildo carrying cases? Have to be. I mean, of all the dildos that I've ever seen, there's some sort of receptacle that you care, you have it in, you know, like a little box in, beside your bed or whatever. Where do you keep your dildos? <laughs> in a box under my bed. See? There you go. <laughs> 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 that's funny i guess that's like kind of all i got on it i'm liking the girl that she rolled up in the bentley oh uh which one was that which, which, which you know what she had on i don't know she was like a fashion expert from new york city it was like a very like fluffy white dress almost like, oh, like feathers not, was it kit i don't know she rolled a 21 year old she rolled up she was a blonde chick rolled up in a bentley and the girl's like hey i'm the princess it's time for me to sit down she's like bitch i'm the princess and the queen and the king and the fucking okay yeah 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 this is the 21 year old yeah I do not like her. I know. She's by far my least favorite. Yes, I know, but you, but you, no, but you no, love her. No, 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 no. I mean, it's like Demi no. and Crystal and no. like. Here's what I can't. Her job description says fashion entrepreneur, and she was the worst dressed by far out of anyone. You can't say you're a fashion entrepreneur and dress like that. I don't know. Fashion is subjective. I that was my thing. I was like, just you, just no. I think what she is is probably like an aspiring influencer, but they wanted to make it sound better, so they put fashion entrepreneur. Everyone there's an aspiring influencer. <laughs> I know. <sighs> oh. oh, and I loved Cochlear Implant, the deaf girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Abigail, I think is her name. I don't remember her name, but. She's sweet. She seems sweet, and I hope he keeps her around a long time because she's hot. She seems nice. Obviously, she's going to have a crazy story, and I want to hear more of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think she'll. I agree with you. I liked Rachel. Go figure. The tiny little brunette chick. I liked. I also liked. I loved Maggie. Then the other, mm-hmm. the the really tall supermodel. I liked her. She was best dressed. I I took notes on best and worst dressed. Yeah. Her name is Chelsea. Yeah. She is beautiful. Her dress was fire. Honestly, probably the best dress I've ever seen on this show. Yeah. Well, she's a runway model. If you aren't the best uh, dress, then what the f. But LOL, she was doing her walk for Matt and tripped. <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. I'm excited for this season only because I was there. I, get, I don't know if I can say that or not. Whatever. That place is... For, the weird thing about that... You know that's where uh, I went on my... Or on JoJo's season. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, we went to Nemo. It was the first place we went to. And we were like, where the fuck are we going? I did the eulogy for Chad. And I threw up his, his, his protein powder like oh, it was. Yes. That was yes. there. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, dude. That place is dope. There is it so... It. It's so... It got everything. Everything you could it's fucking amazing. possibly... There's a putt-putt green. There's two giant golf courses. There's a carousel for some reason. There is like this crazy rock wall that you can climb up. Do you think they cleared the whole hotel for only the show? I know they did. That's sickening. So do you think each girl has her own room? There's a bunch of houses on property. I think they live in like this huge house. That's where we stayed in this like big ass house when we were there. That's cool. I'm so excited that we had like zero time off of Bachelor because same one we like need something to talk about and totally. Let's just be fair. the The Bachelor is always better than the Bachelorette. It is always because the girls are always it. Yeah, they're just the <laughs> best ever. Uh, it's true. Here for it. Is, is that enough batch talk? I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Brandi, have you heard of uh, Eucalypso? I absolutely have. Um, I have a little bit of an obsession with bed sheets and bedding mm-hmm. in general. So I've done a lot of research lately about organic bedding, and Eucalypso is 
it. It is 100% organic eucalyptus fibers that are earth-friendly. It's the perfect balance of soft, cooling, and gentle on the skin for the perfect night's sleep. Eucalypso is designed for both hot sleepers, people with sensitive breakout-prone skin, and people who care about their sleep, which is me. And I'm telling you guys, I've tried a lot of sheets and everything in the past, and I love these, especially their silk-like pillowcases. You know, the best thing for your skin and your hair is a silk pillowcase, and these are awesome. Here's the truth, Brand. I, I got um I got eczema. I got real bad eczema. I gotta be kind of sensitive with my sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. And these sheets are where it's at. They're helping my eczema immensely. You guys got to try these. They're hypoallergenic, breathable, and one of the best parts is they're sustainable. The eucalypso sheets are sustainably milled in Austria in small batches, and 99.9% of materials are recycled and reused in the production process, helping protect the environment. Find them at eucalyptohome.com. Go to www.eucalyptohome.com and use promo code YFT for 10% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. Again, that's E-U-C-A-L-Y-P-S-O-H-O-M-E.com and use code YFT. All right, Brandy. Dude, 2020 was crazy with how much people were shipping stuff online. If you guys think that 2020 was nuts, dude, get ready for 2021. It's going to be even bigger. And that's why online sellers like ShipStation are here to help. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. It is such a game changer to not have to go stand in line at the post office to pay for postage and ship your stuff. I sell a lot of clothes online, so I ship a lot. And I just, I signed up for ShipStation and basically all the information is imported right into the one interface. And I just click a couple buttons and it prints my label at home. I pay for the postage on my own on my computer. And then I just tape it on there and drop it off. It really is so easy. You can even do it on your phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, USPS, FedEx, and UPS, and you get the best rates for shipping you can get. Get 2021 off to a Great start by visiting ShipStation.com. Just use our offer code YFT to get 60 days of a free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in YFT. That's ShipStation.com, and enter offer code YFT. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Did I sound like Wells? No, you sound less I'm gonna, cool. I'm going to take that as a yes. sound less cool to me. You got some fave things? Well, I know you've got a bunch. I got some. But I'll kick her off. I started watching a show. I watched episode one, and it felt like I had seen it before. So I may have maybe brought this up before. So please tell me if I have. But have you seen a show on Netflix called Unbelievable? And it's about a a really young girl that gets raped, and no one really believes her. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we talked about this, like, I want to say last year. We did, didn't we? Well, I I only watched one episode and never really gave it a chance. And so I restarted it, and I'm loving it. Um and the cast, like, I just didn't realize how good the cast was, too. Tony Collette is in it, and I love her. We've already talked about it. We don't have to, like, go into it too much. But I think just because of all the other, like, docu-series I've been watching lately, like, that one popped up, even though it's not new-new. It came out last year. But I'm loving it. I'm on episode three. It's a fucked-up story. It's a true story about this young girl who was raped, and no one believed her. No. It's a cautionary tale for like our justice system going forward and yada, yada, yada. It's just, it's a tough watch, but it is good. It is. The craziest part about it is like that girl, uh, the first girl that, you know, that this all started with, like, it sucks that she was so unsure about her story because, you know what I mean? Because the, like the detectives or whatever just totally took advantage of that and, I just, watching that scene, it's in that first episode, so I'm not running anything, but when you watch the scene of her sitting in a room by herself with those two detectives who are freaking old as the hills, Mm -hmm. and they're bullying her into, like, admitting, like, saying she made it up just so they can close the case, is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But, like, it's it's completely believable that that's how the tech, you know, uh, that that would happen. Yeah. It's just so sad. Anyway, great show. I'm loving it. I've got my first Oscar watch of the season for you, Brandy. Oh, did you get screeners? No. This is the best movie that I've seen this year. Okay. I mean, this year, well, the past 12 months, this year just started, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of Uncle Frank? No. It's on Amazon Prime. You need to watch it immediately. It is so well done. 
it's Paul Bettany. He's the lead. He plays Frank. And then Sophia Lillis is the supporting, and she plays his niece, Beth. She's the girl from It. She's like, I think she's like the new redhead on the scene. Okay. In 1973, when Frank Bledsoe and his 18-year-old niece, Beth, take a road trip from Manhattan to Creekville, South Carolina, for the family patriarch's funeral, they're unexpectedly joined by Frank's lover, Walid, Uncle Frank. It's a period piece, obviously, in 1973. Homosexuality was less, you know, okay in the United States, especially if you're from Creekville, South Carolina. So it's all about this guy, Frank, who was born a homosexual, and he kind of has to leave South Carolina because he's not kind of accepted for who he is. Goes to Manhattan, he becomes a professor at NYU. Obviously, he's thriving because Manhattan is very liberal and progressive. And then he's like super tight with his niece, Beth, who's like wanting to get out of there. She's like really smart, trade a student. So she goes to NYU. He kind of helps her get in there. Frank's father dies. They have to go back. They road trip back. It's a tough movie to watch, but it's mm-hmm. also got like a lot of heart. And it's one of those movies that like, I want to send to like a bunch of people who are very close minded about homosexuality and like what that's like. And I want Mm -hmm. them, I want them to watch it. So they have some sort of context of other people's pain and what your words can do to somebody. And it's just like, so fucking well done. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I think all three, cause the guy who plays Wally is really, really good. I think all three are going to get nominated and I think that the guy who plays Wally or Waleed is probably going to win. And it'll be, wow. like, it'll be like best supporting male act. Yeah. Okay. Steve Zahn's in it. Everyone loves Steve, Steve Zahn. Margot Martindale, who's been in like a bunch of stuff. Steven Root is in it. And like he's known, he's the dad. And he's known as like being such a funny guy. He was like in King of the Hill. He was he was Milton in Office Space. He's in Barry. He has to play it straight. And like very, very hate him. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Anyway, let's go check it out. Okay, cool. I just want you to know, like, I don't want to get into it, but I just want you to know that uh, Sarah's watching fucking Bridgerton for the oh, second. I love it so much. For the second time. I'm having withdrawals. Honestly, I should rewatch it also. She's watching it for the second time to quote unquote, pick up on things she missed the first time around. <laughs> I love it so much. What? It's so good. Did you even give it a chance? No. I mean, I, I, it's on, it's omnipresent in my life. Like I, I under, like just being in the room around her, I know what's happening. I fall asleep to Bridgerton every night. For the past two weeks, I fall asleep to Bridgerton every night. Okay. Yep. Sounds right. Honestly, it was the best like week of my life when I was benching it. Oh my God. And also. super cute. He is. He's, he's attractive. I mean, Very that, attractive. the girl's really cute, except for the horrendous bangs they've given her. Come on, guys. Oh, I kind of like it. It oh, suits her. Yeah. It's such a good show. And obviously, they've already greenlit a season two. Pumped. Yeah. I know you've totally fallen off of Big Sky. Have you even kept up with it at all? I know. I kind of stopped. Uh, oh, Am I missing? It's not like the most riveting show I've ever watched in my life, but it's I, it is good. I do like it. The two young girls really sell it for me. Like their whole little story is like yeah. it. But so we've been like this whole time. It's just like they've there's been a few times where like they're like this freaking close to finding those two girls, and then like something happens and they don't, and it's so frustrating. I'm like, can they just yeah. please find the girls? You're not caught up and you want to be maybe just like don't listen for the next 60 seconds. Okay, go. Okay. So this last episode before the winter finale, they finally, finally freaking find these girls. But like they find them and then then it just kind of ends. So it's still still a cliffhanger, even though it's, you know, that has kind of been. I mean, you really don't know if they're going to get away with the girls because it's those two women detectives that aren't really cops that really don't have any business like whipping out a gun and shooting anybody or protecting anybody. And they're the ones that found them. So we'll see. And I'm just I'm just saying there's been some illusions that Ryan Phillippe is maybe not dead. Some very subtle. Really? So I'm I feel like there's like a two percent chance he might make a comeback at some point. It's funny because like I see him on the sides of buses and on like billboards out here in Los Angeles, <laughs> and I'm like, that motherfucker was in it for 17 minutes. I just, I just feel like there's a very tiny chance he could come back at like the very end or something insane. All right, I don't know though. 
Yeah. It's like enough of a chance that it's going to keep me watching, which is genius. Okay. You know, after beating Johnny Bananas on Worst Cooks in America Celebrity Edition, no big deal, I have become <laughs> kind of addicted to the challenge, I must say. Oh, okay. And I was very proud of Johnny for becoming the biggest winner of all time last season when he won for like the seventh time or whatever. But there's a new challenge out, baby, and it's fucking awesome. Johnny's taking this year off, but don't worry. Some of your favorites are still there. Anissa, she's there. Wes, he's there. CT, oh, you know he's there. I'm telling you, the challenge, don't sleep on it, man. I like that <laughs> show a lot. You know who's there this season? Lolo Jones. They got an Olympian up in that bitch. Wow. And they're doing secret agents. Everyone had to like choose a partner, guy-girl partnership. If you go into the elimination to like earn your red skull, if you win, you can be like, I want that person's partner. You can steal. Oh, man, it's good stuff. Listen, I don't need to go deep into the the challenge. All I got to say is, is your boy likes it. Also, why is everyone going after Wes? Why are you taking Wes out? I don't understand. I love Wes. He's the fucking game master. And now all these young guns are like, we got to take out the old dudes. That's not good, good, good TV, guys. I don't know. And also, Lolo Joe's going to fuck her partner so fast. Can't wait for that. Anyways, the challenge on MTV. Pretty good. <laughs> Did you ever watch Love Island or no? The American version or the UK version? Is there an American version or do the Americans just watch the UK one? Well, yeah, the American version, I think, is hosted by my friend Ariel Vandenberg. Got you. Okay, well, I don't watch the show, but did you hear, it's like the big news story, is that that a girl from that show named Zara, Zara Holland being held in Barbados for trying to flee the country after being, like, flagged for possibly being COVID positive. And yeah, she yeah. tried to, she, do you know about this? I saw, I mean, I saw it, like, on, you know, Us Weekly. Oh, my God, like, I don't really know who she is, so it's not even really that that gets me. What gets me is that they really thought they could totally just take – they gave them, like, red wristbands when you come in and you you haven't been cleared that you're COVID negative or whatever. I think her boyfriend was positive and, like, her test hadn't come back or something. They thought they would just snip off those little red wristbands and make a run for the airport and not get caught. And then, <laughs> lo and behold, they're going to the airport and these cops come after them and arrest them. I mean, it's, it's funny, crazy. but also, like, not funny, like, fucked up. It's really fucked up, but it's also just a crazy, like, <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, being in that position and being like, yeah, 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 we just go right now. Like, they'll never know. We'll just go home, and it's all going to be fine. Like, it's not going to be fine. Yeah. It's so wild. All right, you guys. 2020 was the year of the sweatpant, of the legging, of the comfy clothes. Like, did any of us ever get out of soft clothes all year? The answer is no. And are we going to continue this trend into 2021? The answer is yes. So let me tell you about one of my favorite styles of yoga pants. It's from Sweaty Betty. We've talked about them before. They make a lot of things like great leggings, great sports bras, but they also make really great comfy pants. And I'm telling you my go-to here is this Gary Lightweight Yoga Pant. It's so soft, so comfortable, and stylish and cute. I actually really like when pants have the fitted cuff at the bottom so they don't look so slouchy, but they're still a sweatpant. And athleisure wear is everything. It's the shit. Made from super soft, lightweight fabric, those Gary pants allow you to breeze from running errands to working from home. It's the perfect stay-at-home companion. The Gary pants have been called next-level lounging with their perfect shape and cozy fit without any of the bulk. It's no wonder why these pants are the Sweaty Betty's staff pick for everyday comfort. These things are awesome because you guys deserve to look amazing before, during, and after your workout we're hooking it up. Go to sweatybetty.com slash YFT and use our code YFT at checkout and get 20% off your purchase. This is the best offer Sweaty Betty has available anywhere. S-W-E-A-T-Y-B-E-T-T-Y dot com slash YFT and use our code YFT at checkout. Okay, Brandy. I gave everybody in my family the same gift this year. And everyone in my family said that it was the best gift they received ever. And that is Hello Tushy. It was one of my best purchases of 2020. Okay, so if you don't know what we're talking about, it is this thing that attaches to your toilet seat and it turns your toilet into a bidet. And I'm telling you guys, the Europeans haven't figured out this thing is a must-have. Everyone in my family wrote me and they were like, I was a little skeptical. And now they're like, holy crap. 
that was the most enjoyable crap ever. You're the best brother ever. That's what everyone said in my family. I believe mm-hmm. it. So basically, this Hello Tushy 3.0 is a modern bidet attachment. It goes right on the toilet you already have. And it's stylish, eco-friendly, very easy to install. I watched where I do it myself. And affordable. Yep. Hello Tushy 3.0 doesn't just cleanse your butt with a precise stream of fresh water. It cleans itself before and after its use with the Smart Spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle. It attaches to your existing toilet. It requires no electricity or any additional plumbing. You use a lot less toilet paper, which is good for the environment. Also, you're going to be a whole lot cleaner. Go to hellotushy.com slash YFT to get 10% off plus some free shipping. This is a special offer just for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash YFT for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash YFT. Clean your booty. So I've been seeing a lot of DMs from YFTers out there saying that we got to watch uh, Dairy Girls. Have you watched any of that? Oh, no, I've never heard of it. So it's a British show. It's like a coming of age show about these three girls that go to all girls like Catholic school set in the 90s. And so it's a little bit stylized. Here's the tag. The personal exploits of a 16-year-old girl and her family and friends during the Troubles in the early 1990s. So they're growing up in Ireland, okay? During the Uh 90s when I feel like there was a lot of bombing going on. Okay. I feel like Bono wrote a lot of songs about this. And as the Cranberries, Sunday Bloody Sunday might have been about, I don't know. Anyways. And you know what's really funny? One of the girls from Bridgerton is also in this show. Oh, yeah. Love it. Obviously, it's like probably not for guys in their 30s. It's probably more for women. Um, but it's okay. really, really funny. It's just got that kind of like dry British, Irish, Scottish or whatever humor. Dairy Girls. I'm only like two episodes in. So sorry, I'm not giving like more of a review, but like I really liked it. Okay. I'm like writing it. I've got a little list going of things I need to watch. So I'm writing it down. Did you make Rye watch Richard Jewell? No, we have not gone around to that yet. I, I, he loved that show. I don't. I know. I know. I was thinking we were a little burnt out on Richard Jewell for a minute and needed to switch it up. But now I think enough time has passed that we can go back. I need Rye's number. I need to straight okay. to the source. I can't deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I finally watched Birds of Prey. Mm. And so that is Harley Quinn. Two, basically, you know, like so Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn. She was everyone was the fucking was Harley Quinn for Halloween a couple years ago. Anyways, I didn't love Suicide Squad. So I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like Birds of Prey. And here's my thought on that. Don't sleep on Birds of Prey, everyone out there. Really? It's so much better than Suicide Squad. And here's the other thing. It's better than Wonder Woman. Did I talk about Wonder Woman last week? Yeah, you did. And I was like, ah, it's kind of cheesy. And like, and I was, yeah. Sarah and I were sitting there watching it and I was like, God, Birds of Prey is so much cooler. It's got like the better fight scenes and not cheesy and like the graphics look better. And we looked it up. Birds of Prey was so much cheaper in terms of CGI budget. It was like Wonder Woman was a $200 million film where Birds of Prey was like 86 really good phenomenal story like how margot robbie tells the story of the whole thing is phenomenal it's just also it's very like women women empowering and you know who's great in it who's that ewan mcgregor oh okay ewan mcgregor is the bad guy and he's always been the good guy who's obi-wan kenobi you know he's just phenomenal rosie perez is great margot robbie's always good and always this is like the little kind of like side note that like Sarah noticed that I wouldn't have noticed. It was produced by Margot Robbie. She's one of the EPs on it. The director was a female. All the producers and a lot of the people who created the film, editors and stuff, all female. So it was like very much woman power thing, which I thought was cool, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So anyways, I really liked it. I, I know I'm super late on it, but. Better late than never. That's what I always say. Actually, it was 2020. So, you know, did you watch Death of 2020? No, what's that? So it's like a documentary about 2020. That's on Netflix right now. And and so you've got like Samuel L. Jackson as the narrator of the whole thing. It's interviewing all these different people, but all these people are played by famous people. So like Hugh Grant plays like this like British historian and Lisa Kudrow plays this crazy Republican senator that like doesn't believe anything in the media. Kumal plays the guy who 
basically started Twitter and he's like this like rich tech guy. Tracy Ullman plays the queen of England. Leslie Jones plays a psychologist like dealing with all these everyone just like losing their minds during the pandemic. Joe Carey, Kiri, aka Steve from Stranger Things plays like a YouTuber. And so it's like them being interviewed about 2020 and it's so funny. But here's the thing. Okay. Too soon. Really? Way too soon. I can't. I, I, oh, we are, I was watching it and I was like, we're still in it. I can watch this in a couple of years and I'm going like, to reminisce about like days of like three days in a row. I haven't showered and I've been in the same sweats and the mustard <laughs> stain on my shirt starting to look good. But too soon, guys. Too soon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I check it out. Okay. So maybe I'll like bookmark that for like May. Yeah. Give it a hot minute. We're so running out of shit that we're like, fuck it. Let's do it. You know? And yeah, it hurt. Kind of true. It hurt. It was like a tequila shot. It hurt, but it still Ooh. felt good. You know? Mm. I don't know. Speaking of tequila. Yeah. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you happen to know what a porn star martini is? I do not. I didn't either. And I still don't really know what's in it. I'm Googling it. It is the best freaking thing I've ever had. Interesting. Where'd you get this drink? Went to dinner last night, last night mm-hmm. with my family and a couple of our friends that have just been staying here for the past few weeks. You can so go to like dinner? You can go out? Pod. Check this out. Everywhere we go, we get a private outdoor space a quarter of a mile away from the restaurant somehow. It's nuts. I don't know. I get me and my sister go, so I guess that's the that's yeah. the golden ticket. Okay. But it's pretty sweet. So they've been we go to restaurants and they'll like set us up either in like a total like separate building all by ourselves. So the only person we ever see is the waiter. And then last night we went um to my favorite restaurant in town, Barcelona Wine Bar. And they set us up in this like outdoor courtyard that I, I I don't even know. Like it was like very far from the restaurant. I can't even believe they made it happen. But anyway, which was super sick. And then so I showed up and everyone was drinking this drink. And I was like, what are you guys drinking? Like, why is everyone drinking the same thing? And somebody was like, oh, it's a porn star martini. You have to try it. And I was like, I'm not really a martini gal. And they were like, just, just try it. And I took a sip. It is so freaking good. It is the best drink I've ever had in my life. Like, the best. Okay, so I just Googled. Let me tell you what's in this thing. The Porn Star Martini is a cold, passion fruit-flavored cocktail made with vanilla-flavored vodka. Oh, no. Here's a word I can't pronounce. I would say Pessoa, but something tells me that's not it. Okay. P-A-S-S-O-A with the curly Q on top. Okay, so Pessoa or whatever, passion fruit juice and lime juice. It is traditionally accompanied by a chilled shot glass of Prosecco. It is not a true martini, but is one of many drinks that incorporate the term into their names. If you make this thing in paradise, everybody is going to be litsky because it's so good. Okay, let me tell you something about what's happening in paradise. You're getting your tequila soda and you're liking it. Okay. <laughs> I would literally bring my own passion fruit juice just so I could have you make this for me in paradise. Yeah. It's that good. You're getting tequila soda and you're liking it. <laughs> Unless you're Bennett. And then you're getting your martini. By the way, somehow stumbled upon Bennett, did like a paint his face green and did You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And I was like, Oh, oh no. no. You've slipped into douchebaggery so fast, <laughs> Bennett. Slipped in or was he kind of there? I always thought it was kind of like he was playing a part. And Mm. now I'm starting to wonder if he just is a dork and I thought he was playing cool. All right. Well, I get get some Pessoa and you have to next time you go somewhere i know this is la shut down next time you go somewhere where you can order a drink like you have to order one just to try it's so good i would send you one as a late christmas present but that's not a thing so maybe i'll amazon prime you all the ingredients can you amazon prime liquor (laughs) well i don't mean i don't know but here's the thing you know i'm doing Mm -hmm. dry january why i don't know i'm three days in and i don't i don't i think i've made a bad decision but i'm gonna try to do it You got any books? Bro, I went into this podcast episode thinking I was just totally going to lie and and say that I read this book. But now that we're 40 minutes in, I just can't do it. So my best friend Kirsten read this book. Oh, my God. And I made her send me a little like blurb synopsis recommendation that I could share. But maybe you've read it because you're a Stephen King guy. Have you read The Institute? Yes. And I talked about it on the show. And I said it. Did we? 
And I said how it was my favorite Stephen King book I've ever read. It was this one. I thought it was another one. Outsider, I thought you loved. I liked The Outsider, but I didn't love it. The Institute was the one where I was like, it's Stranger Things, but instead of 111, there's 20 of them. Yeah. Kind of Stranger Things, I guess. Did you, you get, know? Wait, first, of all, first of all, you don't get to go say kind of Stranger Things because you didn't read this book. <laughs> I mean, I'm reading all these things Kirsten sent me. Did you know they really do this like BDNF thing on people? No, but it doesn't surprise yeah. me. It's a real thing. That's kind of scary. Yes, it's a great book. You should read it. It's phenomenal. That's one where I was like, this is going to be a Netflix book show immediately. It definitely should be. For some reason, like you just really didn't sell it to me, but Kirsten really did. It was just a year ago when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like balls deep into the invisible life of Addie LaRue. And mm -hmm. I got to say, so good. All right. This girl is in France in like the 1700s and she's being like forced to marry this dude and she doesn't want to marry this dude and she makes a deal with the devil to not be married to him. And of course the devil, you know, grants her wish, but it's not really what she wants and typical like genie shit. And mm -hmm. she's um, immortal, but no one can remember her. So like she'll meet somebody and then like 20 minutes later, they'll be like, I'm, who are you? And they, she, she can't, no one can remember her. And so it's like a very lonely life. And so every year the devil comes back and is like, all right, time for you to hand over the soul. And she's like, I'm not giving it to you yet. I'm not doing it. It's like this act of defiance. She lives 300 years. And then finally she meets somebody who remembers her. His name is Henry. He works at a bookstore. It's great. I'm really liking it. It'll be a great show. Really good show. He works at a bookstore like, what's his name from you? Yeah. But I don't know if he's a murderer. He does. Something's not right about him because he can remember it. No one else can. I don't know. Eee. Eee. You know what else is a favorite thing of mine? What's that? I feel like this is something you could totally do on cooking whales. Okay. Have you ever made coconut popcorn chicken? No, and I'll tell you why. It's bomb.com. Tell me why, because you're missing out. Okay, the fact that you just used bomb.com in 2021 bomb is scary. Bomb.com. That was like 2009. People were throwing that I out. Say, I say bomb.com a lot. Well, that's not the bomb.com. <laughs> I don't like coconut. <gasps> Not a coconut guy. Oh, I'll tell you what really makes or breaks it. The recipe calls for like a sweet chili sauce. Yeah. Walk yourself to the like international food section and get the freaking sweet chili sauce that's in, I guess, Japanese writing. Not English. Get that one. <laughs> bomb, 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 bomb. I'm gonna post the recipe on my Instagram. That's how much I. Why don't like you just do? Why don't you pretend to be cooking wells and do it? That sounds hard. Oh my god. Hey, you're you're watching this episode of Cooking Wells, and yeah. you just you cut up the chicken and then you roll it around in the panko crumbs and the shredded coconut and then you stick it in the oven for a solid twenty minutes. Mmm, yum, good. Yeah, it's basically just you doing your mom's accent, but then throw in a couple <laughs> cuss words. And then find something <laughs> gross about the food and be like, basically, shrimp are cockroaches of the sea. And they taste delicious. And then you're there. Shrimp are disgusting, I gotta say. Isn't it coconut shrimp? Chicken. Oh, same thing. I don't eat shrimp. You don't eat shrimp? Nope. <sighs> you haven't lived. Shrimp tacos are the best mm. type of tacos. Of all the tacos, that's the best kind. Follow no, mahi-mahi tacos are the best. Oh, God, you're mahi. dumb. No. I love them. Yeah. Do you have any Muzaks? You know, not that he needs any promotion, but Biebs put out a song. Yeah. Is it good? I, I and it, it is good. It's like just kind of slow, but it's, it's deep. It's good. It's called Anyone if you want to play it. He definitely doesn't need our help, though. No, nah, no. Nah. Did you see that Brandy Carlisle covered Black Hole Sun? No. Do you like Brandy Carlisle? I do. I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. She's good. It's pretty badass. I did see that Mike Posner has some new some new shit out. Really? Are you a I think you, I feel like you're a Posner fan. I used to be back in the day. 
when I was young and had my own band. Yeah, but not anymore. I don't know. Has he put out anything new in a while? I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. You gave me all of my favorite scars. How did I end up somewhere between us? Mother and a memory. I've been drinking, I've been smoking, I've been waiting, I've been hoping that there's still some chance. You and me can find a reason to believe in all the weekends that we used to have. You're pretending you don't. Mike Posner, Jesse J. Weaponry. Hmm. Interesting. Should we just do the Justin Bieber song? Yeah. Just go out with this new hit, anyone? Yeah. I'm excited for next week's episode of The Bachelor. I am too. I'm into it. Who do you think's gonna win? Right off the bat. It's way too Come on. Give me a guess. It's fun. And if you're right, then we're going to come back to this episode. I'm going to replay it in like a month and a half. And everyone's going to think you're smart. I think I think the Georgia girl is going to go far. Which one's that one? Is that Dildo? The one with the pretty blue eyes. No, not Dildo. Hooves? No, no not Hooves. Queen Victoria? Definitely not her. Girl that showed up with no clothes on. Oh, by the way, her job description says hostess. Yeah. You were a hostess in Nashville. That is not what that means on hers. Do you think she's a stripper? I think maybe. Man. She's really hot, really confident. Like, zero fucks that she was walking up in lingerie. Like, you she, you would have thought she was shopping at Target fully clothed. Like, I mean, she I- just waltzed on I feel like you gotta have more confidence to walk up with a dildo in your hand than you do have a fucking... That's a bathing suit, basically. Anyways. No. I'll tell you what. I think it was... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say something crazy. Maggie for Bachelorette. Would love it. I'm obsessed with her. Oh, you know who else I liked? Um, MJ. Not the dildo. Oh, the... Yeah. We didn't see a whole lot of her, but I think we will see more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, take us out, Beaver. Bye, Brandy. See ya. What? Not you, then it's not anyone. If it's not you, it's not anyone. Quote unquote, Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. Great job, team. Great job. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.